0: You know, imagine you're waiting for a kidney months, years and then you get a note and now you're on an inactive list and you have to continue doing dialysis and basically left for dead because you're unvaccinated for her she showed her ID and her vax card came out. The nurse's eyes bulged and said, "Oh my god, you you just got vaccinated?" and so in those nanoseconds of that interaction what she was really saying was oh shit we have another one we don't know what to do with these people we have to put it you know hide it under the proverbial rug when someone sees this they see as soon as i saw the vaccinated blood i'm like oh my god what is that
1: Do you know the amazing story of carbon-60? Well, carbon-60 or C60 first gained notoriety from a study on rats in 2012. That study using industrial-use C60 increased the lifespan of those rats by a whopping 90%. They could have lived longer, but they stopped giving the C60 to those rats after all the control rats died. How long would they have lived? We still do not know, but what we do know is that since that breakthrough study, Scientists everywhere have conducted thousands of studies showing C60 not only has the very real potential of extending lifespan, but it also has been shown to be better than any other substance ever studied to reduce inflammation, eliminate free radicals, and to provide powerful antioxidants and more. After the famous rat study became public, another thing happened. The scientists at Live Longer Labs also realized a human, not industrial, formula needed to be made for their own ailing family. In 2012, they started making and in-house testing various oils. This led Live Longer Labs to pioneer what is considered the best for human beings, and that is a high-quality 99.9% pure C60 refined without solvents in not just carrier oils, but that are most therapeutic for humans and animals. That is black seed oil. Look it up yourself. Black seed oil has been known as the universal healer for millennia. And more modern studies confirmed its benefits as a potent antioxidant and for anti-inflammation. Simply, it's not like other oils. It's better. To try this amazing product, go to sarahwessell.com under shop. Remember, members of Ebeneer save 10% and all listeners can save 5% using the coupon found at Sarahwestall.com under shop. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have my really good friend, Maryam Hennine, coming to the, back to the program. And she has been a medical freedom fighter for a long time. She started and kind of came into the public eye when she created the movie about the honeybees she's called the bee lady because she brought into the collective consciousness that the problems with the honeybees as far as they need to pollinate for our food supply to be strong and she really is the one credited with her documentary that she did did on the honeybee situation in in the world but she's been fighting this medical freedom issue for a long time and she because she's been watching it She really thought that a pandemic or this plandemic situation that we're in would happen, you know, years ago because they watched this these same patterns happen with these other viruses. Of course, she didn't realize that it would be quite what we're experiencing now. I mean, this is at a whole nother level. They thought maybe it was just big pharma greed and some other things, but not quite to this level. You know, depopulation, keeping people sick, you know, that kind of stuff for greed versus for a whole Control grid depopulation agenda, and so now we're in a kind of a whole other, you know, world. And I got to say, one thing about that is that this too shall pass. World War II ended. Every bad, really bad thing that human humanity has dealt with has ended. It's passed, and we've become stronger and better for it after it's passed. And I just want everybody to keep that in mind as you you know you listen to all this. It's really. It's hard. It's hard to deal with this. But we, we're going to talk about some of the, the things that we've run into. But she also has this blood sample that she she got from a conference, a scientist at a conference that really wanted uh, to help at getting this to go public. And then she brought it to me. She thought that it would be good to bring it on my program. I have a few more followers than her. She's been censored to the hilt and she should have uh, hundreds of thousands of people coming to her website, but they've censored her to you know to oblivion. And I am too. I just happen to have a lot of organic people still on BitChute and um, coming to my website now because I've been doing a lot of articles and things, but my gosh, am I uh, censored to oblivion too. But regardless, I, I do still have a reach and it's growing and it's, I, I just am so thankful for that, that, that I have this reach. But she has this blood work picture. I think it looks like hamburger meat. I mean, I can't believe it. You look at this, and you say, you know, maybe they did succeed at changing a human's DNA. It's incredible, this blood work. And so she shows it, and and it's before and after somebody works out, a healthy blood before and after somebody works out, and then a vaccinated person's blood after they work, work out. And it shows these graph, graphene oxide, maybe... Uh, module things, these like tubular structures, and so you know they are he, he, you just have to listen to it it's it 's a pretty amazing little clip there and I think the the thing that is stu- stood out to me the most was him talking about the fact that these little nanoparticles can come together and make something more significant once they 're in your blood, and what does that mean i mean i don 't know this is just these kinds of scientific uh, data is something that is a start for other researchers to take and run with and try to figure things out and work together behind the scenes because we have a lot of work to do to catch up on what it is that they're doing to us. And so whenever I get an opportunity to show something new that you're not seeing elsewhere, I I jump on it. The other thing I want to tell you is I did an interview with Dr. Uh, With Dr. McCarran, and that actually the majority of it went up for my members. But one thing he talked about in that interview was how they were using this, these mRNA vaccines for a long time within a decade, a little more than a decade, within the agricultural world, you know, on animals, chickens and things, stuff that we eat. And so, chickens, they don't have that long of a life. And so, they knew that when you give them the mRNA vaccine, that they needed to have a booster because it works for a while and then it goes, it it stops, and then if they get sick again, they die. Or if something happens, they die. All the animals die. But if they give them the booster, he was talking about it's this continual need to keep boostering them and to just keep them alive long enough until they get slaughtered for human consumption. But they don't live that long, and so it works in that kind of environment. I don't know if it works because we're eating it, and what the heck are we eating now that we all know? Uh, but that's what they, and so they've known for a long time that this is the situation. And he's, one of the things he says is this isn't a secret. They've been using it on these animals in that industry for a long time. So this is very well understood what it's going to do to human beings or at least to, to animals. And And so that's, they've been injecting us with stuff that they know is not good for us. Uh, and if you want to see that, you have to sign up as a member for sarahwestall.tv or for Ebeneer. The other thing I want to tell you is I also have additional uh, interview with Miriam Haneen that I put up for members only as well. And we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, her Floyd documentary because she's putting this George Floyd doc. She is an an amazing investigative journalist and She knows more about the George Floyd situation than anybody on the planet, except the ones in the inner circle who had planned it themselves, and they know kind of what this whole situation is, but she's uncovered so much on that and she's working on a documentary so we talk about it a little bit more in the exclusive membership only video that I do and then also we discuss some of the stuff that she did with her undercover journalism and uh, overtly they knew she was a journalist in some cases with uh, Southwest Airlines and other things that she's done um, with George Floyd and stuff so look for that if you're a member and if you want to sign up you can go to sarahwestall.com under subscribe and you can sign up for Ebeneer or go to sarahwessel.tv and you can subscribe there and while you're at it please do not forget to sign up for my newsletter again stop the video go sign up for my newsletter now and get on that list okay let's get into this really interesting conversation with Mariam Hanin. hi Mariam welcome back to the program
0: hi Sarah it's lovely to see you after all this time Thank you. Well,
1: I know we were working so great together on Twitter and then I was taken off <laughs> and so we couldn't work together anymore. And then you would just now have been taken off, but I've been deleted everywhere, but you have continued doing your amazing journalism. You're one of the, the top journalists out there who is still devoted to journalism, but are being destroyed for it. But nonetheless, you just keep going at it and doing really good work. But lately, you've been diving into a couple different topics. Can you talk about what you have been focused on?
0: Well, I've been making calls. So we have one call that we'll share with the audience. I also called the Colorado Hospital. I have a, I have a group or had a group on Twitter that I created, Stop Shot of 75 Medical Freedom Fighters. And so it was similar to when we were on Twitter with Corey and Zach and you and, and Sean from SGT. And it's really like sharing pieces of the puzzle to create kind of a tapestry of what's really going on. So, yeah, because we had a really I, good group there. We, we not
1: only did we post stuff on our public, but we had a private group where we would we would work together and then once we figured it out, we'd all be posting different aspects of it. It yeah. really worked great. It, it
0: was it was lovely, short lived, and like I mentioned off air, it's about fragmenting our focus and keeping us separate. Whether it's six feet apart in the physical, or you know six feet six feet apart in the virtual, uh, so. Basically, one one person in this group shared what was going on in this Colorado kidney transplant. So one of the calls I did was, uh, you know, Zach had told me it's it's aggressive, but it's only because I had called twelve times before. And basically, what what you know, imagine you're waiting for a kidney months, years, and then you get a note, and now you're on an inactive. List and you have to continue doing dialysis and basically left for dead because you're unvaccinated vermin. So I called, and uh, then I put out the call of just one after another getting hung up on. Nobody had the balls to say yes. We are turning people away, and and the level of evil is 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 beyond. It's so it evil. Beyond.
1: Yeah, I think that as people start dying, more will wake up, but the evil is um, incredible. I think it's a short-lived thing in the scheme of our lives, but it's so painful as we go through this because we. It, it's going to be a dark winter. It's going to be a dark time here, but this will turn around, and then I think it's going to be darker. And I, You know that I wrote that article about how it's going to be the, uh, the vaccinated who will be shunned i think that that's how it's going to flip and the vaccinated are going to be shunned and then it's going to be a very sad i think that's going to be the darkest because they will be scared and they will be dying and we need to um, not treat them the way they're treating us and because we understand the bigger picture but this is an incredible time it's just i didn't think i didn't you know we've never lived through something this evil we've read about it in history books but haven't actually lived through it. And now we're living through it and it's larger than anybody's ever experienced. It's worldwide.
0: Yeah, for many of us in the vaccine, in the medical freedom community, knew this was, this was coming, not to this extent. I mean, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, I whistleblower Jane Bergmeister thought it was going to be Ebola, And uh, I call Fauci the pandemic impresario after covering Zika in 2016 and foreshadowing, oh, you want to go to Florida? Gotta get your Zika vaccine. And so, with every virus they've amplified and practiced, I want to practice. I want to just talk about this uh, theory that I had because people are dying. I've interviewed just informally. At Burning Man, I went to, At I was at the Bulletproof Conference, I was at AmpFest, and I'm constantly asking people, and the stories of horror of people who've been maimed, who know people who've died, way outweigh any stories that I had heard of people getting the flu. And I'm not a den- COVID denier, but I know that it's the protocols that are killing people. So. Early on when the vaccines were rolled out, I suspected with my intuition that people are getting saline. And this is before I actually found headlines from all over the world where there was accidentally saline being given. And what's interesting is that they spin the story and instead of let's say thanking the nurse, like there was one nurse out of Germany who was working for the Red Cross, they're saying that she gave saline to 8,600 people. Well, I doubt that this woman was operating by herself. I think there is being given and they spin it to say that this woman robbed people of this precious vaccine to save their lives. Meanwhile, it's saline. So I was doing a, a union of the unwanted and Judy, Dr. Judy Mikovits was on. And I asked Dr. Judy, what do you think? Do you think that there's saline being given? And she said, yes, I do. What's the percentage? And she said 50%. So in June of June of 2020, there was a symposium that I referred to. And in the symposium, they, uh, debated the pros and cons of bypassing animals in the face of an emergency where we are the animals. And so that would mean that there's a double blind or a partial blind study going on. Now, also how I, I, uh, but don't you think, hold on a second, don't you think that skipping
1: animals if people were dying left and right on the street, we, we would be like, holy crap, there really is a pandemic. People are dying everywhere. At that point, we would take anything that we think is promising. I mean, but this is not that we have treatments we have, we're not dealing with the same thing. So that whole conference and that whole discussion is BS anyways. You know I mean, they, this whole thing, they're, they're just, it's so incredible. So much BS theater because they did do animal studies and they all died. They
0: died. And so if they're giving saline, then they can stagger their deaths. From my perspective, there is a silent but blatant culling going on now. So so I was theorizing this and then I was watching Stu Peters and he had a coroner on and he called it the advocate method. He surmised that it's actually maybe 70 or 80% that are getting saline. And so then every person who gets a saline shot will then gaslight you and say, what's wrong with you? I'm fine. I got the vaccine. And if we distill it, our brothers and sisters are gaslighting us. And what? Defending big pharma? Defending the government when we know that they poison our food? they poison our food. They're not going to put poisons in, in the jab.
1: You're, you're absolutely right. I want to tell tell a story if you don't mind me interrupting here where I have the gaslighting thing. I have an actor who's pretty high profile and there's a group of actors that are pretty high profile and I got them connected to Tom Rents. And I'm not going to say names because it's not, you know, and, um, but one of the things he said in, um, in our talking was, you know, Sarah, he goes, cause he's just committed to, to not getting the vaccine. And, you know, they're talking about suing Disney and suing the Actors Guild and all these things. But, um, he was saying that, you know, all these actor friends are like, why don't people just get the vaccine and blah, blah, blah. That's nothing, you know, why can't they just do it? But then the next sentence they say, but yeah, big pharma is this evil institution. I mean, how can you believe at the same time that's what's wrong with right. so many people, the Bernie people or the people on the left, they 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 instinctively don't like big pharma, big corporations, all this stuff. But this is being pushed by the wealthiest people in the world and big pharma.
0: Yeah, there, there's this cognitive dissonance. I mean, my mom is now vaccine injured. She's worked for pharmaceutical. My dad's worked for Pfizer, Procter and & Gamble, and uh, j j as a mechanical engineer. He's retired now. And in the same sentence, my mom said, sometimes we just have to obey and then acknowledge that there's not been enough studies done on this jab. And her gallbladder shut down. And I went on Twitter when I was still on there, I do have a backup now. So I went on on just to do a cursory, and I just put in Pfizer, and gallbladder came up automatically. And then all of these instances. And then someone in my medical freedom said, Oh, actually, it was forbidden knowledge. She said, Oh, shit, my, my stepdad just lost his gallbladder, and she didn't make the connection. And then Another, a nurse said, I'm seeing a lot of people who are losing their gallbladder. If you lose your gallbladder, you no longer have the ability to to properly detox because Mm. you're transporting toxins through the bile. And uh, the fact she's in, my mom is in denial. She's telling me now it's just gallbladder stones that her crap doctor that I've been telling her for a decade is a crap doctor um, said to remove the gallbladder. And I'm like, please, mommy, do not remove your gallbladder. And, uh, I mean, she's no longer really telling me what's going on. She's downplaying it. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sorry. And it, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's so hurtful. And, but at this point, I just feel like we, soldiers have to put our ma- uh, our oxygen yes. mask and save ourselves or else we're useless to the world. And when I was living in San Francisco, because I just moved, I, w- I was getting body work from a- someone who's vaccinated, he's excellent a mas- masseuse. He actually told me he didn't have enough time to research the jab and that he has to choose his battles. I think we all, we all
1: have family members, you know, I, that's what makes it so difficult. I have a family member who says that I'm selling snake oil and I'm a nut job right now. You know, I'm promoting nut jobs and I, you know, I, but I, have you not read what I, did you not read the studies? I mean, how do you, how can you say that I'm that unless you, if you haven't read the studies, are you too
0: lazy? Get off your ass and do the work <laughs> you know, they're brainwashed they're just watching the, they're just watching the, the news um I just want I want to say in regards to this body worker yeah, I you keep going sorry about I, that no no not no no problem that I was getting headaches I never get headaches and I was getting five day long headaches and I thought maybe it's because of the contacts because I looked and it contacts can give you headaches yeah. but i've not gotten one headache since i've been here and i would feel like a like some magnetism and then i went also on twitter and i saw our people who got jabbed having headaches and i would see like i've had a 5 day headache i've had a killer headache i have a migraine and then i realized like it must be i was living in a house with vaccinated people. Now, I say this with caution, because I acknowledge that I have no way to prove this, and that it sounds cuckoo.
1: No, but you know what, I had um, doctors on, and I've had Tom Rents on, and there is established studies, it's actually being included in the lawsuits, the shedding, there's actually studies showing that, that there's two that I actually researched, one where they did this thing with rabbits on, on, vaccinations that they would vaccinate a host rabbit put that host rabbit in with other rabbits and then that would vaccinate like 60 50 percent i don't remember the numbers right now because it was a while ago but it was a significant number of the other rabbits would get vaccinated just simply by being in with that host rabbit these are the things that they've been working on for at least you know for a decade at least this is this very well documented it's not that you know we're not conspiracy theorists because because we're talking about studies that are very well documented. They talk about them. It's not us making it up.
0: I would love to see that study. You know what that reminds me of, Sarah? Walensky has said on more than one occasion, if your child is not vaccinated, the best thing you can do is surround them with vaccinated people. And I was like, you know, instead of secondhand smoke, it's secondhand spikes. And I just did an interview, like a little clip that we're going to show with, with the blood. I was at the Bulletproof conference and this man took me aside and he's like, I know who you are. And I want to pass this information to you so you can educate others. I'm not a scientist like you. I'm a hardworking journalist and intelligent person. And he was explaining to me the mechanism of this shedding and what it's it's causing. And certainly we've heard enough stories now about all these women experiencing menstrual irregularities of, uh, are you, I mean, I know this is
1: personal, yeah. but are you, cause I'm not, I I'm going to tell you, I know this is a personal thing, but yes, everybody I know is experiencing menstrual off cycle things. And I am not surrounded all day long. I'm in my home, working on my home, and I don't have anybody vaccinated. But when I go get something at the store or whatever is enough to screw me up.
0: So I had fibroids. So in reality, before the vaccine came out, I was bleeding for a good year every two and a half weeks. So I couldn't tell I did have clots, meaning coming out. And now it's been like, A month and a half, two months. So I've only had one period and it was quite scant. So who knows? I I don't know, but I'll I'll share a story with you. I'm constantly, like I said, asking people. So I was at Burning Man and I was dancing and there was this cute woman beside me, and I, I, I went to stir up a conversation and said, like, I feel like I'm detoxing from all this Rona trauma. And she told me, I'm half faxed. So she, her mom was a conspiracy theorist. So she per, she specifically put, you know, like just did not listen to anything. So she gets the vaccine and admits later to me, I interviewed her. It's on my bit shoot that she did it in to spite her mother. She did it to travel. She had fibroids. So she gets the vaccine and the next day or the day after, she starts bleeding. And she tells me it was like the shining. So she still doesn't make the connection. She goes to a hospital in Glendale. And uh, they do an ultrasound. And they say that, yeah, you have fibroids. And when she was there, her she showed her ID. And her vax card came out. The nurse's eyes bulged and said, Oh, my God, you you just got vaccinated. And so in those nanoseconds of that interaction, what she was really saying was, Oh, shit, we have another one. We don't know what to do with these people. We have to put it up, you know, hide it under the proverbial rug. And so she goes home. Now, she's having an allergic reaction. She's retching, retching, there's nothing left for her, So she goes back to the same hospital. Now they have a pop up outside and she has kept blinders on. So she doesn't know this is for optics. And she has not heard of the nostril rape test. So they go to test her. And before she know it, they rape her with their nasal swab. She pulls her head back and she starts crying. So what do they do? They take her inside the hospital, and this time they sequester her. Just the day before, she was around other humans. Now, she's sequestered. They're literally holding her down, and they inject her, and they say to her, we've sedated her. what? They say to her, we've sedated her. We've sedated you. By the grace of God, she says, you didn't sedate me. I heard but you said you gave me Holodon and that's an antipsychotic. And she knew it was an, I mean, I wouldn't have known. I've never heard of that medication before she brought it to my attention. They let her go. She literally runs out of the hospital and tells me she thought she was going to die there. Now the kicker is two weeks later, they call her to get her second jab as if she admits to me that she did it She got the jab to spite her mother. And when I told her you were bleeding like the shining, have you heard of all the women that have um, stated that they have menstrual irregularities? She had not heard any of it because specifically she was retaliating against her conspiracy theory mama. And now she's a convert and now she's a half faxed. And these stories, I I was I was, I was at a gas station.
1: Her mom's not so much a conspiracy theorist mm-hmm. anymore. <laughs> no.
0: No. She oh, she reconciled girl. with her mom and uh, obviously learned her lesson the hard way. So I'm always asking questions. Now I was in Michigan at the the Reawaken conference, and I'm at a gas station and my chip is not working, and I make a joke with the guy. And I go, oh, well, soon we won't need chips because we'll be chipped. And he says, I'm never going to get chipped and I'm never going to get this jab. And then he tells me that his grandfather got the vaccine and then that night has a heart attack and his his grandma is in denial that it has anything to do with the jab. I'll give you another example. I was on Facebook and I see a friend that used to edit my work that is an author, someone I respect who's younger than me, I think 38, so 10 years younger than me. And there's a picture of her in a wheelchair with a face diaper. And the caption says, I guess my genes caught up with me. They told me I had a stroke because I was hydrated. And I'm like, are you effing kidding me? What? You can't make the connection
2: that no. you got? My so, old
1: doctor got the vaccine, and he had to retire because now he's on oxygen twenty four seven from vaccine damage. So it, it, it it's just this incredible. It's everywhere. It's absolutely everywhere.
0: I'll give you another example. I, I'm you know I'm working on my George Floyd book, and I'm also making a short documentary, and I've had a really hard time finding an editor that is open and also skilled. So in this particular incident, I'm recreating the 911 call. And I found a, a woman and I was like, oh, she's in Miami. I'm in Miami. And we do a Zoom call. And she's like, no, actually, I'm in Turkey now. Oh, what are you doing in Turkey? My mom got sick. What's wrong with your mom? My mom has a brain clot. And just Mm. without, you know, I don't skip a beat. I'm like, oh, she got the jab. And she got the jab. And she was defending the vaccine because she's Turkish. And she told me, sorry, that that whoever invented the the Pfizer, they're they're Turks or they're Turkish. she she wasn't realizing it. Luckily, her mom is doing better. But how many more stories of of death of maiming than I ever heard of someone getting the coronavirus? Oh yeah, you
1: didn't. I don't know anybody who has died from the from COVID, but I know a heck of a lot of people who have issues from the jab or who have committed suicide during the lockdowns. That's even worse.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: I know some people did It's just like a crappy situation, but do you want to, should we play this, um, this blood video that you have? Yeah. Let me share my screen here. Okay. So now tell us what we're going to be, what we're about ready to see. So people on audio can hear too. Okay.
0: So this person at the bulletproof conference in Orlando took me aside and, uh, we did an audio call. So the audio was pretty crappy and we've redone it when I'm going to release it a much longer presentation, but we're going to see unvaccinated blood and he's looking under the microscope. He works with people where he's ostensibly helping scrub the capillaries and, uh, with hit so he does high intensity where he'll work them out to oxygenate and so we're gonna see this is his blood and then we'll move towards the vaccinated blood and then i can share more okay let me
1: start playing
2: kind of what healthy blood looks like this is my own blood after a little two workout see everything's kind of separate uh this is under phase contrast 40x so that's kind of what you want to look for. Here's a little broader survey where you see blood or my blood moving around on the slide. And basically, the fact that they're coming and going, you can see that the vast majority are separate. They're uh, spherical. They don't have any spikes. And that's just kind of what they're supposed to look like. native sample of blood everything clean. So they're like the the scrubbers of the system. And the energy represents the power or the potency of your immune system. So this is really good to see. Okay, now we shift to a vaccinated sample of blood. Uh, I suggest that these artifacts, there's two of them, graphene nanotubes, uh, just based on their translucence. The other observation is that the blood is heavily agglutinated, um, basically just all sticking together. Um, Very, very hard to find anything. I'm uncertain about that black blob blob right there. It looks, because it's clear in the center, is probably graphene. So this is a pre-workout sample of an individual that um, later did LivO2. But um, it's just basically, this is generally consistent for vaccinated people that haven't used LivO2 at all. Uh, Lots of straying artifacts or nanotubes, and the blood is very, very stressed. So as we proceed, we're going to go ahead and look at uh, the same person after she worked out and then a couple more livo 2 users that have been vaccinated. Okay, this is a post-workout survey of the same person. Tubes down about 75% with the exception. Workout, um, basically what we're looking at here is... Uh, red blood cells inside the tubular structure. I can only presume that this is something that was... The the structure was lining some sort of... Uh, vein or artery and when the person worked out basically it washed out into the bloodstream and otherwise there'd be no way to get a tube with red blood cells inside it supports the notion that this is you know the structure of the tube is actually a nanotube as opposed to uh, something else or a piece of dust or anything like that so as we travel around and look at it's like yep those are definitely red blood cells inside and it looked like it formed in place if it is in fact a nanotube it would Speak to that the um, graphene oxide can assemble and aggregate into larger, more complicated structures.
0: Okay, so all, I'm going to read something. All substrate exchange between the tissues and the bloodstream occurs in the capillaries. In these finest of all blood vessels, the blood is separated from the extracellular matrix of the tissues by only one cellular layer, layer, namely the endothelial cells. So that's why he's helping oxygenate the capillaries. When someone sees this, they see, as soon as I saw the vaccinated blood, I'm like, oh my God, what is that?
1: It looks like hamburger meat or something. It's incredible. <laughs> it doesn't even look like you're looking at blood. And one thing that I thought was interesting is he said he saw this Quite a bit. Now, is he a scientist or a doctor or a doctor he's scientist?
0: A, uh, he's a scientist, but he's mainly an electric engineer, and okay. so would understand the fact that we are electricity and water. Yep. So what we're seeing is arguably the graphene oxide that circle, but these tubular structures are graphene oxide is a thousand times more conducive than uh, copper and it's the most conducive
1: material on earth
0: yeah i didn't i didn't know that yeah. and it's also yep. 150 times stronger than steel ironically being the bee lady it has a hexagonal l- lattice and uh, it's creating these tubular structures or arguably creating antennas And we have to remember that this is a 10-year plan, Agenda 2030, and arguably now they're kind of testing the amount of graphene oxide, which is a poison ever since 1852 or 57, which they've, I just saw an article where they're repositioning it as a antiviral, as if. So they're putting this in in the body and that's why we've been hearing this magnetism because arguably in the future, we will be part of the internet of things where we can turn on our blender or God knows what. I mean, when Google bought Fitbit, where they're getting all of our data, you'll get a message, you'll have a credit score and be like, oh, you're about to have a heart attack or hey, lay off that drink, Sally. Whatever you, you, you were going to be connected. So this is what got me deleted from Twitter. I'm listening to Stu and he has this woman, which I forget her name from Pfizer. And she's talking about these lipids, which are synthetic and that graphene oxide is a secret ingredient. And just like KFC or whatever proprietary, you don't have to list your secret yeah,
1: they have 20% of the ingredients not listed. So even the um, the, the Pfizer vaccine, the cr- cr- what is this, Simidia, the the one that they really um, approved, not the one they're giving oh, everybody. Yeah, 20% it. of that is not known. It's absolutely incredible. That's what Dave Janda just wrote an article in a uh, report on that. Dr. Dave Janda, for those of you that don't yes. know who he is.
0: Yes. Yes. I didn't know that there was 20%. So back in, so I'm listening to this and I'm like, I said this last year, March. So I go to my Twitter and when I told Zach, my Zach Voorhees, my theory, I said something in the vaccine, the people in Wuhan, it's mandatory vaccines there. Although ironically, I have a, We have a friend in Beijing. The COVID vaccine is not mandatory. Something in the vaccine is the word that came to me parlaying with 5G, electromagnetics, um, the internet of things. So I I go back and I'm like, yeah, I said this March 3rd, 2020. And in my original tweet, I consciously say theorized, think, I know now we commit, thought crimes. And I go to retweet it and I say, I was shamed for this. You'll see graphene oxide is the secret sauce. Where are you, Charles Lieber, who's the nanotech king, who's behind a lot of these patents, who's um, just conveniently gone away from where is he? The case I looked at Pacer about two and a half weeks ago is sealed. And then I was deleted. Yeah. Yeah. And so then I said, okay, mofos, I'm going to become an expert in graphene oxide. I've been commissioned. Um, David Sorensen of Stop World Control has asked me, given I'm a functional medicine accredited professional and in this space to do a detox guide. Um, So that's why they deleted me. Even though I said theorized and think. And they told me that I'm engaging in targeted abuse. And of course, That's I'm medical misinfo. But what I'm upset, you know, someone told me, well, if you're you're choosing to engage with Jack Dorsey, you're agreeing to be part of an abusive relationship where you're abused. OK, I understand that. That was my biggest reach. But I want my proprietary my intellectual property, which is my my archives, my studies. I was really using Twitter as a research tool, and the last time I backed up my my stuff was in September. So I'm trying to reach out. I'm trying to find a lawyer. I don't know if you feel the same way that you lost.
1: Well, Twitter. I just I know that Twitter was used in Ukraine as a CIA tool as part of their psyop to overthrow the government. I know that Twitter has been in bed for a long time with the CIA and intelligence operations. I guess I'm just appalled that our government is so uh, lost that we've gone so far down this um, rabbit hole. And the global agenda of this graphene oxide, I've done a lot of studies. I'll send you, I did a report um, about us being, you know, we becoming a, a node on the internet, you know, with this graphene oxide its the It's been used for a lot of different applications, and it is a, um, the world's strongest nano level uh, and highest conductive material. However, it's very poisonous, and so they're working very hard to make it so that it's not it's conducive for a human body. But they're also using it for medicine transport to bring it into the, because it works really good as a transport mechanism for medicine, for vaccines and things. You know, it's, and so it's not just in, in this, this one no. vaccine, it's in all sorts of stuff. So the question is how broad is it and what are they really meaning to do with it? And is it good? Is it ever been figured out to be good for humans? Has it reached that threshold where it's not poisonous? We don't know that that's all the stuff that we don't know the, the whole medical system has gone off the rails. And it's so controlled by big pharma and by money and by whatever other agendas that it, it's essentially like during the, the medical experiments in World War II, where they the ends justify the means. They've got to this point where our, our global medical community are operating like the medical experiments during World War II, and it is now the established uh condition it's a, a standard that we are it's okay to do medical experience they did it in the military on soldiers but now the and as we know it's been covered up but now they're doing it on the masses we know they did it in africa and right. indian different places but now they're doing it on us and the global powers that be this this cult
0: are okay with it yeah it's uh it's straight up quackery Straight. Up it's evil.
1: It's very, you know, Dr.
0: I looked at the graphene. It's so evil, Sarah. I I looked at. Uh, I saw a video on graphene oxide, and they were showing the companies Apple, Microsoft, HP that use graphene oxide. So, I mean, this is used in computer wear. And it's being put in our body. Is it that far Absolutely. of a stretch to realize that this is a transhumanist agenda and they have their time and we are the lab rats and they are experimenting? I looked at the graphene market in 2015, if I recall, it was 57.5 million. Then in five years later, it had jumped up to 675 million, it was like a 60% increase in the graphene oxide market. And then I've been finding on YouTube, videos that are like four years old, one year old, where they're promoting this future of graphene oxide. But, you know, many of us weren't paying attention. So, but you know, to
1: there's a light side and a dark side to all of technology. Cause you know, that's where I started. My whole show was based on the future of the change of society and all these things. And then I kind of ran into a wall and realized that there's this whole globalist agenda, but there's a light side and a dark side, you know, graphene oxide at the nano level. There's so many cool things we can do with this technology, but one of them isn't putting it in our body and turning us into a freaking computer. Or experimenting with us to see how many, how much it takes to kill us. It's they have a, there's a depopulation agenda too. So I, I don't know if the graphene oxide has anything to do with the depopulation agenda. I think there's multiple agendas that they're going on. They really want to. It's the transhumanism, but they figure, what the heck, we're gonna kill all these people anyways. Let's experiment with them. It's like Dr. Mangula. We don't care who dies. We just the ends justify the means. We want you know, 90% of the people that die, but we also want transhumanism. So while we're killing them, let's figure this out. That's how
0: those doctors thought during World War II. Yeah, I agree 100%. I had put up on my Facebook, a meme that says pure blooded, unafraid, unmasked, unvaccinated. And the amount of hate. I don't know that Pure Blood was a reference to the Aryan race. Obviously, I'm not an Aryan. I'm I'm brown. I didn't mean it that way. I had someone um, by the name of Tangerine Bolin that I had met through Chris Hedges and Daniel Ellsberg when I thought I was a Democrat. And she dug up my number. First of all, she started attacking me, and I blocked her on Facebook because, of course, they're not able to have. An educated conversation where the aim is to find out the truth. They engage in ad hominem attacks. So I blocked her. She dug me up, my number up, and started harassing me. And she said, You're a monster. You're a eugenicist. You're a Nazi. So it's called adulting. So I picked up, I called her because I was thinking, surely there's a mistake. I'm a eugenicist? Are you kidding me? She refused my call and then told me, don't contact me. Yo, bitch, you're the one who is harassing me. You are you dug up my number. So the amount of hate is, I mean, I, I've said this before, the real virus.
1: They're ignorant and they're gaslit. I just did a, and I want you to continue your thought, but I just did an article on joining the resistance and that the these tyrants can only be um if they have the consent of the governed they know a dictator knows that they must get the consent of the governed in order to reign and there's multiple ways that they can do it and fear is usually what they've done the biggest part of that but they also have become so good at psyops and manipulation with the media and whatever else they do they know how our, the psychology of the mind and so there's this whole group of consent from brainwashed, confused individuals. And that's what you just ran into.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, Dr. Mercola was at the Bulletproof Conference and he's you know, arguably public enemy number one uh, for health uh, people in the health world. And he gave, he gave a talk saying this is the biggest mass psychosis Campaign that we've ever seen. I took a, I minored in psychology and I look at things through the lens of psychology. And I took one of the best classes I ever took was a psychology of cults class. And this is, uh, this is, uh, and fear, like you said, they eat fear. These evil people eat fear. And honestly, Sarah, you know, we've been. We've been told there was going to be there's going to be a disclosure on aliens or there's been a soft disclosure saying that there's extraterrestrials. But if at this point I was told that these people at the top are not human, I would completely consider that.
2: uh,
1: (laughs) I'm not laughing because it's funny, but because we're dealing with so much absurdity that I kind of go well, hey, this couldn't be true.
0: I, I mean are I these, know. Is, this, is this actions of humans with a heart who feel? I don't think so. or a very sick
1: psychopathic human beings very, very sick.
0: Yeah, but they've they've enrolled, uh, they've enrolled all so many in the supposed health industry that people are scared to do their job. You know, perfect example is my surgeon who told me, quote, I am limited by the institutionalized policies. She's a top, top fibroid. I mean, she's been doing it for 25 years. People were like, just go somewhere else. And I'm like, no, this woman eats fibroids for lunch. She's been doing it for 25 years. The whole week, I wasn't scared of getting cut. I was scared of all the things Around of getting jabbed by a- accident. Uh, sure, I mean it's 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 understandable that I would have a paranoia. And when I was in the hospital, Zach wasn't allowed to come in. And they told me, Okay, we're gonna give you this drug and this drug. And I'm like, what are those drugs? And they're like, they're pre-pain drugs. I'm like, you're gonna give me pain before the pain has set in. No, thanks. I've been hit by an SUV, I'm a warrior. So I took a scopalamine, which is from the Belladonna plant. My my girlfriend told me to take it. I, I later learned Belladonna is a nightshade and I don't do nightshades. So she put I put it on and now I'm a little woozy. And they're going the idea of giving me the prepain is so I'm a little bit out of it when I'm doing my consult, my consent form. So then she's like, okay, you're O-, minus. If you need blood, do you agree to have a transfusion? You have O minus. You got a great blood type, but keep going. But it's rare, right? I know a lot of people. It turns out that are negatives. It's interesting. So in that moment, I was like Tourette's, and I just found myself. I go, I don't want vaccinated blood. And then I, I to myself, I was like, Shit! I just blew my I just blew my cover. Sarah, the woman looks at me dead in the eyes, and she says, "So you want to die?" And well, I would thinking you say
1: back. No, I wanna live. Did you say that back?
0: <laughs> no, I said I choose to die, then I do not want vaccinated blood.
1: Well, you yeah, uh, I would have got right in her face. That's my problem, is I have an issue with um, getting it. It's not a face. problem. But here's I would have just got right. Well, they would have kicked me out of the place and I mean they would have been terrible. <laughs> but I wouldn't have got you got at least what you gotta needed to get done. I wouldn't even have been able to accomplish my goal. But <laughs> But my problem with all of this is that if we are such nut jobs, you know, why are they not addressing our questions? Why are they not, you know, why are they censoring treatments instead of saying, just lying and saying they don't work because the factual, they do, you know, look at the cities in India that use it. I mean, there's just so much facts out there that they're denying. Why are they not addressing the animal studies where the animals have died? Why are they not addressing the Nobel scientists that have come out against all this stuff, including the creators of the MRNA vaccine. And the creator of the actual tests that they're using to check. I mean, there's too many of the top people are coming out against it. The question is why are they not addressing these questions to make us to, to deal with our anxiety over it? If it's Uh, legit.
0: We know more about health. I mean, as a functional, functional medicine is the future. These people do not really know. know. They get, in four years, they get less than four hours of nutritional education. And and you know, you bring up the PCR test. So the condition to get surgery was I had to go to the asymptomatic testing center on 3333 California Street. So I call and i say what's the cycle threshold of your test not test the lab didn't know two people in the lab they didn't don't know. Even know the surgeon didn't know but you're insisting that i take this test mofo but you don't even know the cycle threshold you probably don't, don't even know. know what the cycle what cycle threshold means and you're just don't want to lose your job i mean it was clear that the surgeon if she had fended for who the hell am i if she advocates for me like she said, she's bound by the institutional policies. When I was going to get lab prior to that, I, uh, I was forced to wear a face diaper. I had my own, they wanted me to swap out. I walked in and they're like, Oh no, where, you know, she waved the made in China. And I said, Oh, made in China off toxins. No, thanks. And, uh, then I went down to get blood and the woman was her face diaper, she was alone. And you know, right away she put it up. And I, and I just make, I make like under my breath, sarcastic. And I'm like, all this for the flu. And she's like, Oh my God, you are the first one. She's like, I do, uh, I she works in admitting at the ER. And she said, I have not seen one case of the flu. And I said, Yeah, it's miraculous. It's vanished. Okay. <laughs> Here she really believed it like that oh my gosh okay Marianne. no she was saying she was she was on my side she's like she, said, oh, she, she said okay she was acknowledging that it it no but she's like what are the odds so it's i not. think
1: it's bs
0: i i think they co-opted all the influenza but i also do think given i've had friends that are now long haulers that tell me that are in tune with their body and say that there's something unnatural, that this felt unnatural. So I do feel there's something. I feel like... like like There's something out there. Yeah. That Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, when she got sick and knowing that they're aerosolizing particles, that they could go to these freedom events and they could get a whole bunch of us sick. And then like, oh, it's the... Pandemic of the unvaccinated. I don't know. If yes. Jim Fetzer. He's an older man. I I do a show yeah. I know him. him. Yep. So we go on on camera, and he's like super sick, and I'm like, Jim, what's wrong? His family's vaxxed. His wife goats gets jabbed. She gets sick. Of course, so many people get sick. It's not a breakthrough. It's not rare. She gets the she gets the Rona, and then he gets sick. He ends up in the hospital and then they spin it and they say it's the, I mean, we're not immortal. um,
1: I know it's, it's ridiculous. Okay. I have a, I would uh, like you to talk about what you're doing with um, the George Floyd documentary. And then will you stay after for my members to go through some of the Southwest stuff that you have, the, the, the audio call that you made, and then we can talk about what's happened with the airlines. But please talk about this George Floyd documentary that you're doing, because it's it's a behind the scenes look at what's really going on there.
0: Well, it's really to the short. It's a short to really illustrate, animate the timeline. So my what's the goal? My goal is to show people as a journalist how disgusting our profession has become. And to show what was left on the cutting room floor and to put the to put the footage in sequence. Now this is something an idea that someone can steal. I've uh, registered it with Motion Picture and the Library of Congress, given that I've already had someone try to steal this idea. It's uh, very time consuming and I really need, I'm working with uh, an editor, but he's looking at more, more like as a project to fine tune his skills, and he's also has a job. So I'm trying to manifest someone who's not only skilled but open to help me, because it, it's uh, it's very time consuming, and I'm in the middle now of lining a rough uh, rough draft. So, but I'm only a rough copy, but I'm only 30 minutes into it. And uh, so for instance, I just animated the 911 call. There is a statute in Minnesota that the person who made the 911 call has to release it. And so I, I don't wanna say too much other than, there's a lot of fuckery, if I can use that word and it's not what you think and I am honored that I have prominent people in the black community that are standing by me. I, I just met Dr. Muhammad Ali's wife Dr. Ali and uh, I also interviewed Larry Pinsky of the Black Panthers who told me George Floyd can kiss his black ass. So I, I'm I'm a little bit tight lipped because I am concerned that people might steal the idea. I
1: well, did they in the
0: bottom line, they
1: used the George Floyd thing for yeah. the same big pharma and it's not pharma, but these big globalist players, George Soros and co- company that don't give a rats behind about the black community right. used it as a way to bring in their tyranny it's it's part of their agenda and they just use the blacks and so are they starting to figure this out do the blacks know they're just a bunch of pawns and the george floyd thing was a was they just being used for this bigger agenda do they know that
0: It, it was to go from virus to violence if we consider that That day, the only person wearing a mask on camera is rookie officer Thomas Lane. By 11 o'clock on the steps of City Hall with Jason Fry, everyone's masked because he had just put in a mandate. And I know you know this. You mean Mayor Fry. Sorry, Minneapolis.
1: You mean yes. Jacob Fry of Minneapolis? Sorry,
0: Jacob Fry. Yes. And you know this, that you wear your face diaper for less than a minute. And what comes to mind, Sarah, I can't breathe.
1: And, well, that's why I can't wear one.
0: Yeah. And and also, they had to, I mean, it's all about the Black lives because they're the vaccine hesitants. They're the targets.
1: It's great they are. Hmm? Glad they are. They're a beacon, I think. Of, I just think I'm so proud of that community for not succumbing to the BS. It's so great.
0: Yeah. And if you look at, if you look at the optics, they've made sure to have black doctors injecting white people and other black people. You know, when I I, am, thanks to you, I'm so grateful that I interviewed Chris Martin and he didn't know half the things I was telling him. Poor kid. He's, he's, he's a good kid that just got caught up in He's that. a good kid. And I told him, how about your Black life, Chris? Because Darnella won a Pulitzer Prize for her journalism and grifted $700,000. And him and the boy that made the 911 call, because people think it's Chris that made the call and it's not, their Black lives, they are going to be processing this trauma For years to come, he is traumatized, as is the other boy that they lied about in the media. They stated that he, on his own volition, made that call. And you will see that that's not true and that there's a cover-up at Cup Foods that I will blow the cover on because for whatever reason, one of the owners of Cup Foods has been forthright with me. You know, I I was talking to him And I said, what do you think about Maya, Maya Santa Maria? And he goes, oh, that witch? It turns out that he, this brother, was in jail at the same time as Maya's then husband, who who my contact said that Maya set him up and uh, took half of the business because they had started El Nuevo together. He was a promoter. And I mean, what are the what are the chances? What a small, what a small world. But there's so many lies. And, and I just someone who was consulting with me told me to go to the Library of Congress and register the book and then go to the motion pictures because I don't want anyone to steal this. I had one editor that I was interviewing. He saw the footage and uh, he said, he's white. He, he said that he cried Mm -hmm. and he said that he couldn't do the project for ethical reasons. You're a documentary filmmaker. You don't know squat compared to what I've done. You're not able to suspend your beliefs. And you're telling me in, you know, in you're telling me basically that I'm unethical. Like, I'm not a racist. I'm brown, dude. You're you're white. They're scared to go against the narrative. And they think that anything that's against the
1: narrative is unethical because they've been they you're a racist if you go against what they say about George Floyd. It's like, no, I'm telling you the truth. And and the, the thing is, we don't want this the black community to be used anymore knock it off. Right. And, you know, I got to tell you that Chris Martin, um, who was a friend of my daughter, they went to their same age. Um, he, I th- he really felt good about just telling a story. These people just want the truth out there too.
0: I would have liked to, in retrospect, I wish that we had done a camera interview. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish that because it was audio just for my purposes of research and uh, to kind of ask a couple of questions Yeah. When, when, when it comes out and I would love, you know, to do a deep dive on all the things, but you know, Sarah, I can say with confidence that I know more about George Floyd and what really happened more than anyone on this planet. Uh, Really. really. And
1: I, I, I I believe you do. I know what you've been doing and the research that you've been doing and it's absolutely incredible. So I'm very excited to see this end product. Um, where can people see your work yeah
0: where is they can see my
1: work i know well, you have a, you have a couple platforms yes and-
0: yes i do I, I you can go i am on youtube as B lady too i can send you do you have links that i can yeah, send
1: you send me the links but tell us what is your number yes. one place and i'll have it up there for people just on the screen people will be able to know where to get to you you can support
0: my abusive relationship with Jack Dorsey. I'm on B Lady 17. I'm Lady B on Gab and of course people can buzz on over to honeycolony.com and simplytransformative.com. That's where I sell the organic CBD which I've been selling since 2016 before Kim Kardashian and and Martha Stewart, and I lost the processor square, which is linked to Dorsey, the day of the deadly insurrection. So for five months, I was unable to make any transactions and uh, just really took a hit. So please support our my websites, Everything's Made in America. I'm helping people with my nutrients like silver, where else can they find me i have a telegram truth lives here although they take people away from there too and uh, i'm on bit shoot i'm on yeah
1: I'm just on, send me uh, all your
0: links just yeah I will. all
1: your links and i'll get that going thank and, you uh, yes and stay active for thank my you, members Sarah. oh you're mm-hmm. welcome this is a great you're just doing such great work and yes you know more about the george floyd situation than anyone on the
0: planet Can I tell you you one thing, one more thing about George Floyd? So, in if you've seen the trailer, um, there is a part where Thomas Lane, who I believe that they mixed in people who genuinely are useful idiots and don't know, a rookie four days on the job, and he's with someone off camera in the fire truck. And she's like, So, what happened? More drama at cup foods and meanwhile the ambulance is in front they took a wrong turn and uh, so he's pointing to george because he's in he's in the ambulance and he's like yeah this guy just went and she cuts him off and she goes when bananas and george did not go in that day to buy cigarettes that he doesn't smoke and a banana and so the last shot is george floyd with a banana And so I'm like, Curious George Banana, which is racist. I told that to Zach and he's like, that's racist. I'm like, I'm not being racist. So I I go to look at the series, Curious George. The last book in the series is Curious George Goes to the Hospital. And Curious George goes to the hospital because he swallows a puzzle piece. Now the puzzle piece could be the drugs that he was arguably given. The puzzle piece could mean the truth that is now gone inside of George Floyd because he knows. And they take him to the hospital. And the doctor that he sees is called Dr. Baker. And it just so happens that the medical examiner is also called Dr. Baker. I did an excellent interview with Ed Cherini whose life was turned upside down and lost his reach as well. And he studied false flags. And I was interviewing him because I wanted to look at the characteristics of a false flag. Now, mind you, he was looking at school shootings, and someone had uh, dropped, leaked to him a 49-page document from Homeland Security. But basically, he told me that they keep it in the family, and that they also work with Hollywood to put on these productions. Now, I know that's a big, a big thing to chew and seems over the top and crazy. But I would I would invite people to check that interview. It was really fascinating. Um, and there are characteristics, and, and the book is called George Floyd: A Multi-Layered Psyop Examined where I'm really looking at the intersection between fact and fiction. What is true? What is not true? And of course, if you have the mainstream media as an accomplice, you can accomplish any lie.
1: You can absolutely. But, you know, I had, I was listening to an interview and it really made me think it got me out of my paradigm. And we think of the mainstream media, the mainstream media is a very young profession. And it's only been around for, I don't know, 60, 70 years. We think that's the paradigm, but I got to tell you, it's not. The media can be whatever we make it out to be. It can be us journalists. You know, that is a paradigm, propaganda network. But the media really is where the journalism and where the truth's at. And that's what we have to really, we we are just stuck in this paradigm of what media is supposed to be. No, no, no. The media—it doesn't have to be that. The media can be this decentralized place where you go and you learn facts. And you learn just like you do when you're reading books or anything else. It's—it's it's a place where you go to figure things out and you find truth seekers and journalists where you learn about what's really going on. The centralized journalist platforms, I think, is a thing of the past. It's a paradigm that we got stuck in.
0: I would agree with you, Sarah, but like uh, Sasha Baron Cohen said on behalf of the ADL, when he foretold, you'll have, you have freedom of speech, but you won't have freedom of reach. And so there's amazing people such as yourself, but you need to find us and how can you, when they're fragmenting our focus and we're all over the place. So that that, is, yep, but it can change. Go ahead. I, I hope so. I, I hope so. The power, the people, the people, everyone watching, they can be our voice. They can share the truth. And, and at the same, in the same token, people, as you know, Sarah, are scared. They're scared because they're getting chopped off. And I, I foretold, and I, I said, I remember when I was defending Roseanne Barr, when she was falsely accused of being a racist. And it was beginning, and I had this, this guy that hates Trump and actually was instrumental in me walking away from the Democrats, demon rats. And he goes, you're a Roseanne Barr fan? Which now I am. But at the time I said, I'm a freedom of speech fan. And I said, Roseanne Barr today, you tomorrow. And that was 2017. And here we are today. Yep. Exactly. That's exactly right.
1: That's what we're facing. Okay. Well, let's stick around for my members. I think there's some really good information that yes. you have to share there. And thank you so much for everything that
0: you do. God bless you. Sarah. Thank you. Thank you.